0: Hello and welcome to the Co. podcast. My name is Matthew Yassin, a director in the structured finance team. Hello,
1: I'm Andrew Robinson. I'm CEO of Co.
0: The team here at Co. thought we'd put together a podcast to illustrate the thoughts and feelings that are going through the commercial finance world today.
1: What we'd like to achieve is get to understand better some industry figureheads and get to know their journey that they've been on over the last 10 to 15 years. And secondly, We'd like to understand where the industry is going, an education of the next generation in the financial services sector.
0: And conclusively, we'd like you to rate, review and subscribe and tell all your colleagues, as this will help us spread the message that we want and educate others. And most important of all, please enjoy listening to Andrew and I talk about the financial world. Hi, and welcome back to the Ark Co podcast. I have the pleasure of being joined by Lance Joseph, CEO and founder of IronBridge, Edward Alexan, uh, underwriter at IronBridge, Julian King, who's a senior asset advisor at Ark Co. Lance, what are you currently working on?
1: Hi, I'm currently working on integrating two great companies, IronBridge Fa- uh, Finance and Orlando's Capital which I think together are gonna have a very compelling, exciting proposition for the marketplace, for seniors and brokers and developers alike.
0: What was the idea of the acquisition of Orlandis? And did you, uh, has it been a long time coming? Because that sort of sprang out of nowhere almost uh, in the press.
1: We had very close relationships with Andrew who's the CEO of Orlandis. And it makes what I would say two and two come to five in that we're op- op- offering mezzanine finance for a developer, they're offering equity. So in essence, we are a one-stop shop behind the senior for finance.
0: And just, uh, just for, for, for our listeners, um, talk us through the IronBridge philosophy and proposition from, from where it started to what it is now, and then the, uh, the, the, the joining of, of Orlandis and IronBridge and how that's gonna benefit, uh, I guess, everybody within, within our industry
1: quite a few questions. (laughs) Okay. To start with, um, my background uh, came from the building trade. So we used to manufacture and supply all the materials that went into buildings other than the concrete, wood, and glass. So myself, and more importantly, the team have an innate understanding of the entrepreneurs that we're lending to. Um, And that we put into the processes and procedures of IronBridge finance, understanding what people want, giving it to them, making it easy for them. Not just the finance, but adding value in terms of helping the developers be successful. We then grew the company very, very nicely and saw, as I said, a unique opportunity to buy a fantastic brand, or Orlando's Capital, with its reputation, its team, and as well as offering mezzanine, offering equity, which I said is basically the one-stop shop
0: that's a good point. I mean, coming from a, a building background and supplying materials is probably a, a, a very good way of understanding uh, how to structure uh, debt in uh, in the development world. Did you spot a gap when you were before Ironbridge? Was there was there something that motivated you to jump in at that space?
1: Well, coming from the building trade, uh, we had a great amount of contacts in that industry, and it started. We started doing our own developments, investing in our own properties, and people then came to us saying, can you invest in our propositions? And we did, and we invested into numerous companies, directly ourselves, and found actually there were some companies who remain nameless out there that perhaps weren't as transparent as I thought they should be. And I'm very much a believer that if you pay a pound for a product, you know you pay a pound for it. And if you sell it for £1.50, you sell it for £1.50. However, we found that certain companies were using things such as compounding interest rates on mezzanine finance. So when you thought you had to pay £1 back, actually you're paying £1.27 and a half, which developers didn't like, and it ate into their profit. So we were the first in the market to make the product easy and simple, for example, just get rid of compounding interest. And therefore, the gap in the market was make it easy, make it simple, Give quick answers for the broker, for the developer and for the senior and and, and just be quick and transparent. And that was the gap in the market. Make it easy for your customer.
2: Do you find that gives you a competitive edge over other MES providers when sitting behind good senior?
1: The competitive edge is not just in the pricing. the, The great relationships we have with a plethora of chosen professional seniors does give us a competitive edge together working side by side with them.
0: I'm, Bridger known to be a very transparent, uh, robust, and uh, a lender that delivers, and um, you effectively trailblazed uh, the market by approaching lenders and, and having a pre-agreed inter-creditor deed. Um, what was the thinking about that, and did, was there problems prior to having all these pre-agreed ICDs with the lenders? Did you find that a lot of deals were, were, were sort of not making the grade at that point?
1: Or? No, to the contrary. Actually, is what I said beforehand. We wanted to make the experience very simple and easy for our customers, i.e. the brokers and the developers, in that it was to be seen as one lender. So if we had a pre-agreed ICD, one, there'd be no extra legal cost for the developers, and two is it was as though it was one lender. And that made it very simple and easy and allowed us to get deals across the line with the Developers and brokers, so it seemed as one developer.
0: I mean, I, I think uh, arguably that's the, probably one of the best moves uh, that has been made in the Mezzanine space it's by simplifying the product. You know, you always know what you're going to get from Ironbridge, which is very, very good as a as a broker. Thank you. Is there a risk, though, um, sitting under somebody else's banner um, and them approaching you, the lender approaching you to do the mezzanine, and something goes wrong with the senior debt, although you're associated with them from the client's perspective, is there a risk there for your brand?
1: There's not a risk if we all do our job correctly. And if we do the due diligence correctly up front, the senior and ourselves, you mitigate risk. And if you're there to support people when there are problems, as you have to be in business, again, you mitigate the risk, so you try to avoid any problems. And where there are problems in business, of course, there's always problems somewhere along the line in some facet of business, that's business life. You talk about them openly, constructively, and you deal with them. So an answer, as long as you're mitigating your risk, the answer is it should work nicely, and it has worked very nicely. We've done... 300 loans to date and haven't had any problems thus far that we haven't overcome.
0: A lot of the senior lenders, they know that we're higher up the capital stack and therefore they know that if kind of normally, if Ironbridge are comfortable with with a deal, that they are going to be comfortable because obviously we're taking on that higher risk and that's how we add value for those senior
2: lenders. So that leads me brilliantly into uh... The question i was going to ask you um why mez uh, i i i get the equity bit because you've got Mes, but but why mez um obviously you're higher at the risk curve you sit a second charge um, and to follow on from that what would your ideal client look like as a result
1: <laughs> okay why mez we like the space uh it wasn't saturated with four thousand players um, and we felt, therefore, there was an opportune moment and time to go into the market. And we saw it was overcomplicated, and therefore we thought by demystifying it, making it simple and easy for the end customer, we would serve as a customer properly, and most importantly, allow them to make more profit. That's why we entered the space of, of mezzanine.
0: The good thing about Ironbridge is you're masters of what you do. Um, there's a lot of businesses that uh, you know have reached out into different aspects of what they want to do and they dilute their core product. So with, with, with you guys, it's always been that core product. And, and over the years, it's only been enhanced. Is there an appetite to go beyond the core product? And is there any sort of future plans um, to perhaps expand uh, beyond the mezzanine facility, now that you've got Orlandis under your belt, um, maybe looking the other way on the senior side?
1: I think it's, it's a very interesting question. Having owned a public company and acquired many companies along the way, it's it's very interesting. Companies have got to stick to their core, do what they're best at. And when you see them diversify into too many areas, they lose sight of their core. Our core is mezzanine second-charge lending. In essence, equity is just a branch, a progression of that, sticking to the core of second-charge lending. So it's, as I said before, we're able to give the senior and the developer, a one-stop shop. The senior provides the first charge and we will provide all the rest of it. So in essence, it's concentrating on our core and developing what we and Orlandis Capital are already good at. Yeah.
0: i would just add to that, that we've got kind of, a, as a team at Ironbridge, got a very clear mandate from Lance to just dominate everything above senior. And uh, that's kind of, with the Orlandis acquisition, that's what hopefully we'll do.
2: Well, does you've- that change your pricing at all? Does, does the mess stay at non-compounded and then the equity comes in at a separate price?
1: Because it's our own capital in every deal, we can be very flexible. Unfortunately, two property deals are never the same. So we like to be flexible uh, and therefore try and make it as positive as possible for the broker to get the deal, the senior to get the deal and for the developer to make as much profit as possible.
2: When I'm looking at uh, behind a, a senior piece, it's often with the mandate from the client that he can reduce and minimise his equity uh, on a site purchase, and he does that maybe on two site purchases a year, he can then afford to buy the third site purchase, so it fits very well.
0: Were there any challenges in the early days when you started out Ironbridge, and if you'd like to uh, talk beyond Ironbridge, uh, you know, the acquisition of the PLC, um, you know, did that give you a good standing into what you're doing today? The
1: down points in business happen all the time, but I think entrepreneurs generally um, like to turn negatives into positives. And even if your negative is a learning experience, that's a positive. So you can't look at down points. You have to look at what can I learn from it and how can I turn it into a positive. That's what I always believe in. If you go back for when we first started a company in the building trade, we did acquire companies and we did establish factories. We had a factory started with 20 people in China and we grew it to 6,500 people in China. That started as a very small few rooms and ended up as 1.8 million square foot. One of the downsides about building a factory Starting in the early days as I used to have spend many months at a time in the factory and uh, sleeping with large rats running underneath your bed was probably a bit of a downside. I <laughs> wasn't quite sure whether cats or rats are pretty large. <laughs> but, so that was a downside, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking I could be in a hotel, but I'm sleeping here.
0: <laughs> well, as you say, that's, that's business for you, though. Exactly. You, know, you appreciate when the sun shines and you get your umbrella out when it starts raining, I guess. Um, is there anything you wish you'd known back then that you know now? And anything yeah, you would have done differently? There, there's a few
1: things. Um, I would have liked to have known that the prices in Shoreditch uh, would have gone up as much as they had because my grandfather had a tiny little shop in Shoreditch. <laughs> that would have been nice. I would have liked to have known some of the um, football results because I may not have ended up supporting the team that I support. Or I could have won, won quite a bit of money gambling. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, technology. Yeah. Uh, that's always a, a sort of... Uh, headline at the moment, seems to be taking over quite a few industries in both beneficial and sort of restrictive way. In our business, we know that the power of a phone call uh, and actually clarifying the details is also very important. How do you see the advance of tech with, within Ironbridge and, and, and the Orlandis JV going forward?
1: We have great processes and procedures Orlando's have fantastic processes, Iron Bridge have fantastic processes, and I've adopted those uh, with the team, a great team, uh, from a public company. So the processes and procedures allow us to make really quick decisions, which is what everybody wants in the industry, and get back to people quickly. As long as the processes allow us that streamlined approach, I think first class but you're absolutely right you have to have human interaction and that's also key and important and that's why we love also working with brokers because they add that extra layer to help us understand more about the deal so together we can get the deal done
2: can i ask you um, when you're looking at deals and picking up on some of the points we touched on second charge higher at the risk when a deal comes in and it's presented to you and presumably the senior terms are there what are the key things that you look for uh, if you're going to support the deal and want to bring Mez in behind that senior? Well,
1: the first thing is, there's going back to what we like to do for our customers, because it's all about customers and customer service, there's no extra forms to fill in for the developer or for the broker. We rely on the senior's forms. There's no extra work. What we're looking for is very much aligns to the great seniors that we work with, tried and tested developer, they know what they're doing. They know their geographical area. And we're looking at the exit strategy and comparables. And we're able to analyse that all very, very quickly and give an informed indicative terms pretty, pretty speedily within a few hours, although my seem team would kill me for saying that. But pretty, it's pretty much that day. <laughs> Good, you can tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Someone's kicking <laughs> me under the table.
2: <laughs> and is there a minimum level of cash in the deal that you look for, so to speak?
1: was depending if it's the if it 's norlanders' product they 're probably looking at about three to five percent of total cost if it 's a um, iron bridge product it 's probably ten percent of total cost
0: um, going back to two thousand and nineteen, how did you find the year panning out with all of its stones in the road and I guess the uncertainty up until the end um, Summarise 2019 for for, for you guys. For my football team, wasn't too bad. It's not too bad at all, <laughs> actually. <laughs> we got into the final, but we didn't win. <laughs> it was a Nice
1: trip, a nice day. <laughs> yeah. uh, but on the political front, yeah, it's an interesting time. I think every business had to be wary of not being able to predict what was going to happen over a longer period of time and had to make decisions accordingly. I think now with the stability of a new government, whether you agree with Boris or not. There's a lot of positivity in the marketplace, a lot of excitement because of the positivity um, that allows us in this industry to sort of start doing deals more than we were doing in 2019. I think everybody was rightly cautious, and we had to be because we were worried about the alternative. Uh, But now going forward, I a believe in the positivity. This year, I think, is going to be a phenomenal year for many people
0: within our sector because All the right reasons. Could you or wanted you, would you have done more last year with a bit more clarity in the air, or were you pretty happy with your sort of strategy?
1: No, we did correct, professional, prudent lending um, with the right developers. We didn't switch off our book, we carried on lending throughout all of last year, uh, which I can't say everybody did, certainly not as second charge people, but we were always there to support our repeat borrowers, and our lenders, um, and we very much worked in tandem to get the right deals done.
0: And given that you're in that sort of mezzanine and higher up the curve space, there's evidently more risk if there is a movement on, on GDVs or gross development values. Um, the optimism of, of 2020 uh, is clearly out there if you go to any of the land agents. Um, there's no optimism at all if you knock on uh, the surveyor's doors. Um, where do you find yourself on that scale?
1: Inherently an optimistic person, <laughs> optimistic business. Uh, we have a great business uh, and we're there to support people. We're, we're here to lend money. We're here to get deals done and get deals done quickly. Um, so I think from our point of view, all positive.
0: Um, okay, so with the Orlandish JV, um, if people want to get to that product, is it the same... Uh, avenues as we would contact IronBridge or is there a different, are you going to rebrand, how, how does the structure work? And we're,
1: we're keeping the two brands running side by side at the moment, uh, they are great brands, great reputations the teams all work in an open plan office we're all working together so the phone lines are the same, the emails are the same, it's literally up to you as the brokers to say to us look this particular client wants either Ms, or they want equity and we'll service the client as, as they want Excellent. Or you can have both choices.
0: Excellent. And uh, name us one thing that may surprise people about you, Lance. Um,
1: May surprise people about me. Okay, I probably, (laughs) okay, I like opposites. Um, (laughs) I like figures, but at the same time, I'm an artist and like to paint.
0: Um, Any specific style?
1: Yeah, I like to paint people, figures. Oh, wow. The other side of it is, yeah, opposites. Okay, I studied Tai Chi and meditation for many years, but I love boxing, done boxing. Uh, and I suppose I believe in life, as I said beforehand, it's all about turning negatives into positives.
0: It is. And, you know, on that point, uh, there was a big fight over the weekend. Um, yeah. Did you watch it? And what course, did you think?
1: Did. Amazing boxing. Uh, that was a, a pure boxing lesson of how to outsmart a big puncher. Um, quite a few of my friends are in the boxing fraternity um, yeah so not fantastic. dissimilar
0: to what Ironbridge did to take over the market in its own right and beat it at its own game I guess
1: fantastic analogy except I can't sing as well as Tyson Fury
0: <laughs> 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 not not six <laughs> <tonight>. <laughs> it was a good rendition of American Pie wasn't it yeah, it was. <laughs> Lance thank you very much for your time uh, and we look forward to inviting you on to the next podcast appreciate it thank, thank, you, you, yeah, very thank you very much thank you very much
1: Well done, cheers. Lovely. Thanks, Lance. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, so it was a ch- great fight, ch- wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah, absolutely. He, he took him to school, really.
0: Oh. No one's fought him that close.